Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 325, and welcome back to my front porch. It's awesome outside. A little chilly, got the fire going. It's awesome out. Don't have a blanket. Uh, it's not that cold, uh, but it's a little chilly out. That's nice. Uh, Patty and I just got back. Uh, from a little date night, which was cool. Uh, some friends of ours who got us a gift certificate to some steak place. I don't know. And uh, I was like, Patty and I are the worst, like, go to fancy or steak place. I, I just wore jeans. I have, like, my Cotopaxi, like, vest on and a hoodie. And I'm like, I'm comfortable. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they walked in and were like, what are, the, what are these jokers doing here? But we had a great time. It was awesome to be together. And uh, food wasn't half bad, but we, we enjoyed the company uh, even more. But hey, I hope you're doing good wherever you are, whatever you got going on in your life right now. I really hope that this new year for you has felt just uh, whole and full. I hope it's helping answer some things that maybe some of you have, uh, some questions you've been having, maybe some steps that you need to take. So I hope this year, it's interesting, once you transition from January into February, February is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're in February. Uh, but it also is, it's either you continued in some of those really good habits or you're kind of falling apart. So um, I've talked to a few people and it's been encouraging of going like, no, I'm actually keeping up with some some of the disciplines that I wanted to do. So that's been so cool to hear from people. So, hey, I got to tell you, I'm uh, heading into a weekend I'm really excited about. Ben, my son, is getting married in May and uh, we're doing a mancation, uh, a man weekend, which is kind of cool and and I just get the opportunity to talk to him about being a husband and what it means to be a man. And um, and I was just thinking, like, how, one, I'm, like, so grateful uh, for my son, so grateful for this time we get to be together. But then just, I, I just kept thinking, like, this feels like, you know, legacy. It just fe- feels like, I mean, I got married when I was 21, Ben's 22. And this feels like handing a baton over. And so I don't know. There's something about that that just feels really special. So we're going to spend three days up in the woods just being together and talking life and talking talking husband stuff and man stuff. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So if you are listening to this podcast uh, tomorrow or the next day, I would love your prayers for us as we go have that time together. I think it's going to be a pretty good, pretty cool time just to, to be with one another. So uh, our passage for today is Psalms 13.1. Before we get into that, I just wanted to say uh, I really appreciate all of you who continue to listen. I love it. I love that we're learning and growing and figuring out stuff together. Um, and it's been so cool to get a bunch of people who hit me up and go, hey, that was really helpful. Um, and that's really encouraging to me. So thank you. Thanks for sending some of those over. And and then there's some of you who have been donating to this podcast. And I'm, I'm so grateful if we got a new donor last week. And I'm just so thankful. So you can go to frontporchconfessional.com. There's a little button there that says partner and you can hit that button and uh, it has a bunch of different ways that you can do that so thank you so much for continuing to give to this podcast actually it means a a lot to me and it really helps to us uh, and me to continue going so okay psalms 13 verse 1 Uh, psalms 13 i would encourage you to read the whole psalm uh, but we're going to start in verse 1 it says this how long O lord will you forget me forever how long will you hide your face from me. Psalms 13, 1. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? 
how long will you hide your face from me? Um, I remember sitting <clears throat> when Coop first got diagnosed, and I can remember the room. I can remember what I was looking at. <clears throat> I was looking at South Mountain uh, at Phoenix Children's Hospital. So Phoenix Children's Hospital is really tall, and I don't I don't know how many floors exactly, but I was sitting kind of they had this like window bench and it's like a couch and you can sleep on it at night and I was sitting there as Cooper was falling asleep it was late and I was looking at that window and it it felt like my entire world was just falling apart we had just I started Phoenix One like nine months earlier we had just had a a failed adoption kind of a a year earlier with uh, a girl we a little girl we were trying to adopt from India and it just it just felt like what is going on why why I, mean, I had so many why questions and i was really crushed i just felt really overwhelmed in in that moment i'm really kind of in despair mainly because i feel like i was having some form of a crisis of faith um and i couldn't really figure it out i didn't feel that god was far away but i didn't know what to do um, and lately, I've been meeting with a lot of people who feel this way. Um, lately, I've been hearing a lot of talk around depression and, and uh, just a feeling of aloneness. And, and, and to be honest, uh, I, I, I don't know that I've never been depressed. I've never felt that, that kind of despair that a lot of these people are expressing. And, and so I really struggle to, to kind of connect with that. Not, I know that happens. I know people go through it and, and it, and I help people, you know, who are in kind of in that spot, but I myself can't, can't kind of, I, I don't know what that feels like that, that level of darkness, that level of aloneness or whatever that feels like. But as I read this Psalm, I think what David does so well for so many of us is he brings us into his life brings us into his pain, brings us into his confusion. And it's almost like he gives us a voice for what a lot of us are feeling. Uh, a lot of us are struggling through. And, uh, and that's why the Psalms are so helpful. And the Psalms are so open and honest with these types of emotions that they're inviting us into. And they're saying, hey, it's, it's okay. Like, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to be concerned. Um, but don't remain remain in your despair. But but it's okay to lament. It's okay to question. It's okay to protest. And and so David just is. You can just hear the despair in his voice. And and you can apply this to so many different areas of David's life. Absalom, the insurrection, his son, like literally kicking him out of the kingdom. Um, Saul tracking him down in a cave and trying to kill him for years you know maybe it's after his affair and his son dies so many different situations in which we like i can feel that i can relate with that and so he says how long oh lord just i love that that it starts off one it's not like dot 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 it's just like he just starts with a, a question just how long comma oh lord it's almost like it's just the the groaning of a of a of disappointment of discouragement it's the voice of that and and i'm wondering if a lot of you maybe are there there's just been that feeling there's been so many things in your life that aren't working out that don't make sense you feel like running, but you don't know where to go. 
And it's just this call to God that you say, how long, O Lord? And then he continues on, will you forget me forever? There's this uh, deepening in his despair as he just kind of feels like, have I been forgotten? I mean, have you been like busy doing a bunch of other things? Because I think you would relate with this. I've related with this at moments in my life where I just feel so near to the Lord, so connected to him. I feel his presence. I feel that joy. I feel that peace that passes all understanding. But then there's seasons where it just feels so overwhelming. And it feels like, well, where'd you go? (laughs) How can you be so present here and yet still feel so far away over here? And I love that David is asking, pleading, wondering, will you forget me forever? Is it always going to feel like this? Is it always going to be this way? Think about the permission that the Lord gives to him to ask that question. Think how beautiful that is. This is in the Bible. <laughs> the Bible, I mean, this is the thing. Is like, I know people are trying to discredit the Bible. They've been doing it for 2,000 years. But um, this is the kind of passage, like, if you're trying to, like, get a cult rolling, uh, you just take these kind of passages out, you know, because it makes it feel like your God's aloof. But the, our Lord the inspiration of the Spirit of God allows this torment to be documented by a man that the scriptures say that God loved, most loved, most beloved. Thank you for being honest. Thank thank you for expressing your deep grief and your concern. And continues on, how long will you hide your face from me? How long, O Lord, will you hide your face from me? Have you forgotten about me? And again, here's what I want to do. I want to give a voice. I want to give a voice to those of you who are really struggling through life right now. With lots of questions. With lots of loose ends. And sometimes you just feel guilty. You feel guilty for questioning. You felt guilty. You feel guilty for petitioning God. This feels wrong. This doesn't feel right. I have a couple stories in my head of just people that I know right now that are just in despair and they're a bit in turmoil i mean in some ways i can relate at least with coming to a crossroads in my faith and just going like would a good god allow a child (laughs) to go through cancer you know and just feeling the weight of that and i know there's i mean that's my story but i think you all probably got a bunch of versions of your story and i think there's a beautiful humanity in this passage that the lord is not afraid of and i think we are far more afraid of our humanity than he is we are far more of the question far more afraid of the questions that we ask than he is because here documented in the in our scriptures are the pleading and the protesting of a man after God's own heart, a beloved of God's. And God's like, yeah. It takes a deepness to ask those questions. It takes a bravery to enter into there, into the unknown, into the mysterious work of not knowing the will of God and not understanding why things are going the way they're going to the point at which it feels almost like I'm not in hell, but I'm getting there. That's almost like where David's at 
Like, it's almost like without you here, I don't know what to do. And just a pleading for God to, to show up and to meet him in this, his despair, meet him in his loneliness, meet him in his confusion. And at this point in the psalm, it just doesn't feel like he's showing up. And yet, the scriptures allow for us to struggle like this, to be human like this. But we often don't allow ourselves to do that. And, you know, if you look to Jesus, which the scriptures continue to tell, tell us to do over and over, look to Jesus. Hebrews says he's the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Look to Jesus. What do we find? He's in the garden. Take this away from me. Why? I don't want to do this. But not my will, but yours be done. You see him on the cross. Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's almost like you can take the laments of the psalm and you see what Jesus lamenting and questioning. And he's inviting us into a fuller human life. A life that's not hiding from the pain. A life that's actually acknowledging there is pain and there is confusion and there is frustration, but at least I know where to go. And I'm going to go to God because he's the one who knows. He's the one who sees. He's the one who's sovereign over all. He's the omniscient one, not me. He's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. I am finite. I do not understand I don't understand the ways of God. I don't understand why things happen the way they happen. I do not understand, but you do. And so you're the one I have to trust enough to come to with this lament, with this protest. And I think what it does, it's like how risky, right? But those who are able to protest the Lord are the ones who really start to begin to find him even more. I mean, protesting God should deepen our dependence, Right? Because we start to come without, without God, we have nothing. And so if Jesus is able to do that, and the man after God's own heart does it, and the canon of Scripture allows for it, why are you struggling with it? Why do we struggle with it? And so my question is this, are you afraid to protest God? Are you afraid? Because he's not afraid of you coming to him with your concerns, with your hurts and your pains. He wants to meet you in that place. He wants to comfort you as you're spinning out. And this is what we see in the life of David. And I would say continue on in chapter 13 and you will see how David reconciles this hurt and this pain that he's found in verse 1. Father God, thank you how gracious you are to allow us to lament, how good you are to allow us to feel that those deep emotions. Pray that you would meet us and comfort us. Pray that we, you would, as we call out to you, you would respond and, and greet us and care for us in the midst of our despair, as we've seen you so often do in the life of David and in the life of, the, of Jesus and so many other lives. Continue the work that you're doing in each and every one of us. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.